Hi, I'm Brian Sakawa, and welcome back to That's It, the podcast from He Spoke Style. I think my voice sounds lower than it usually does, and I don't know why. I'm not sick or anything. The only thing I can think of is that I usually record these in the evening, and um, I'm doing this one in the morning, so that's probably why. Also, uh, still looking for someone who might be interested in joining the team in a graphic design capacity. So I mentioned this towards the end of a podcast a couple weeks ago, which maybe wasn't a good idea because I don't know if everyone listens to the very end, but now I'm going to mention it right now. So if that is you and you are interested, I really would love to hear from you. So um, please get in touch with me, Brian at hespokestyle.com. And or if you happen to know someone who might be interested, please mention it to them and have them get in touch because we've been looking for a while and really haven't found anyone that's quite perfect yet. And I really, this is something I kind of want to get on top of at this point. So please, if you know someone, get in touch or if it is you, please get in touch with me. So I have been thinking about this documentary this week called Rivers and Tides, and it's a documentary of this Scottish artist named Andy Goldsworthy. I was thinking back to some of the composers I had worked with earlier in my career when I was at grad school, and one composer from Harvard wrote me this piece, um, and it was called Place Untouched by the Sun in Winter, which was a reference to a work of Andy Goldsworthy's. So in preparation to perform this piece, I did a lot of research on Andy Goldsworthy, including watching this documentary. Oh, if you're not familiar with Andy Goldsworthy, he is an artist who works completely with things in nature. So sticks and rocks and icicles, um, flowers, petals, all things that are very hard (laughs) to work with. Um, from an artistic medium standpoint. And the works are very beautiful. If you've ever been to Storm King Arts Center, one of his famous walls is there. But if you don't know his work, I definitely recommend, number one, checking out the documentary and also even just like Googling to see like some of the amazing stuff that he does. Like he will, this particular piece, Place Untouched by the Sun in Winter, um, the actual artwork consisted of him dipping stones in water and it's freezing outside he's dipping the stones in the water and then he puts them on a vertical rock face and they stick because the water freezes and he creates this like thing that juts out from this vertical rock face which is really amazing but the thing is it's so ephemeral because once the sun comes out it starts to heat up the rocks or heat up the the ice and it's going to fall down so That's like one of the beautiful things is like some of his artwork just doesn't last. And that's okay because he takes amazing photos of them as well. So one of the things that really sticks out to me in the documentary is the number of times that he will fail doing something. So you're working with rocks or sticks and it's windy. (laughs) You know, they're going to blow all over the place. And there's this one scene in particular where he's trying to get something done before the tide comes in or some, something happens and it's just not working. He's, I think he's building one of his uh, famous rock cones and it's just not working. Keeps falling over uh, and you can see the, the frustration in him, but he just keeps getting on with his process. And I guess that is what strikes me the most 
from that documentary is that it's all about the process. And he loves the process. Like, if he did not love the process of making these artworks, then there is no way he'd be able to do it. Because if something kept falling over, you just give up, you know, who cares at a certain point. But it's all about the process. And I think if you talk to anyone who is successful in any discipline, whether it's art or sports or music, they will tell you that the key to success, one of the keys to success is to really enjoy the process, right? If you do not like to practice your instrument, you will not be a good musician. If you do not like to follow a training schedule, you're probably not going to be a good athlete. Um, you know, in Andy Goldsworthy's case, if, if he didn't love the process of trying to stack these rocks into a beautiful cone that the tide would then consume, he would not be Andy Goldsworthy. So everyone has a process. I think everyone who is successful in some way has a process and loves that process. So today on the show, I thought I would share some of my process with you, and in particular, the process of putting a post together on He Spoke Style from idea to publishing it on the site. Uh, A lot of people kind of have asked and wondered about what goes into it, how I do it, so today, that's what we're going to talk about. Wait, wait, wait. Um, So does this part sound a little bit different than the last part? You know, that part that you just spent like five minutes listening to? Um, If it does, there's a good reason, and that is because I recorded the first part of this episode last week and I'm recording this part now, this week. Um, you may have noticed that we skipped a week for the podcast. There was no podcast episode. And why was that? Well, I did exactly what I said I was going to do when I first recorded it last week, which is in this part, initially, I was taking you through the entire process of making a post for the site from the beginning to the end. And I actually spent like seven minutes walking you through the steps. It it was very, very involved, very detailed. And since I told you that I was going to walk you through the steps, I feel like I should, though not in quite as much detail as I did last week, which I will get to after I walk you through the steps. So it starts with coming up with the idea, coming up with the idea, the concept for the post, where does that come from? I told you last week, well, now I'm telling you <laughs> that we have these very smart people who come up with this global marketing calendar for us and basically is a list of keywords by month uh, that people are interested in and relevant topics because we always want to create relevant content for you. So that just helps me generate story ideas for the site. So then we put the outfit together and then Rob and I go out and shoot the photos, find the location, Rob uploads the photos, I make selections, tell Rob which photos I want, and then he sends them back to me, the finals. And then this was the cool part, I thought, of writing the style blog that people don't really think about or kind of goes unnoticed. But it's very important, which is naming the files, writing the story, asking myself questions like, how is this going to be useful to someone? What's our angle for this particular story? What's the deck? What's our topic? What's our keyword? And then I took you through the process of adding the links and all the SEO stuff and scheduling and publishing and Yeah, I think I did that in about a minute, but last week it took me about seven minutes to go through, and when I listened back to it 
as I was proofing what Mac had sent me after he edited the podcast, I thought, man, <laughs> this is one of the most incredibly boring things that I have ever, ever listened to. But then I thought, well, maybe it's just boring to me because this is my process and I do it all the time. And, you know, if you do something all the time, you're very familiar with it. It may seem extremely boring to you. But for someone who doesn't do it all the time and doesn't see inside your head, it could potentially be very interesting. And one of the best points I made in the part that you're never going to hear last week, or one of the best points that I think I made (laughs) during the whole thing, was I did sort of stop myself about five minutes into this long-winded and slow and boring explanation. And I actually said out loud, this is extremely boring (laughs) and really pedantic. But you know what? A process is boring. It can be boring. You know, you can make it interesting, but when you get down to it, you repeat something over and over and over again, and it is really boring. And the point I made was the process of doing something is perhaps not the most exciting or glamorous part of the job, but it is essential to creating that product that you're putting out there, whatever that happens to be. So with that in mind, I listened back again and I said, you know, I think I'm going to let this go and just put it out there. I have this problem where I'm a perfectionist and I'm the type of person who will just, if left to my own devices, I will just keep trying to make something perfect and therefore like won't get anything out there. So I thought, oh, you know, this isn't perfect, but I'm just going to let it go. However, I was still not that convinced that this was the best I could do. So I sent the audio to Robin and she actually (laughs) confirmed my first instinct. You should always stick with your first instinct, which was that the second part, the part that you're not hearing right now because I'm recording this, the second part of what I recorded last week was indeed crap. (laughs) Well, she didn't use those words. She was much nicer. But I think, well, I know that she was right. It was bad. And the reason it was bad was one of the primary questions that I ask myself when I'm writing any story for the blog. It is that, how is this going to be useful to someone? And Robin's point, and the more I thought about it, was unless you, the listener, are a blogger, the level of detail that I was going into for explaining how we did a post would be completely not useful (laughs) to you at all. It would be completely irrelevant and not useful to the regular person who is not a blogger who listens to this for whatever reason you listen to it, (laughs) just not useful. And that was ultimately why I decided to not do it last week and to re-record this to try to find a way to make it useful. And I think personally, one of the things that I am doing in terms of process is trying to get a handle on how to exactly do this podcast. It's evolving over time. When I first started, before I even turned the microphone on, I would talk the whole thing out, kind of get an outline, but talk it out and then actually write out a script. And I don't know if you can go back and listen and tell whether I'm reading or not, but I would read everything. I would go off script maybe a little bit, but not much. I was kind of scared to because I'd never really done this before, trying to find the way to do it and sound coherent because speaking in coherent sentences is not necessarily my strongest attribute. So 
I didn't want to get off the page so much. So I thought, you know, keeping it scripted would be good. But then as I went on, my process sort of started to evolve and I started making more of an outline for the podcast and filling in the words. So I sort of had the arc of what was going to happen, but I didn't know exactly what I was going to say. And that actually worked pretty well because I think it sounded more off the cuff. It sounded, I was able to just kind of explore and go off on tangents as I would not do when I had a complete script. So I think what happened last week is that I had really thought this out. I thought process was a very good topic to talk about. And I sort of had an idea, but I did not write anything out. I didn't have any kind of script. I didn't have any kind of outline. I had a vague idea of what I wanted to say, but I thought, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it fly and see what happens. And I think the first part came out pretty good, but then it just got really meandering and boring. And I had failed at trying something new. And... Failure is something that I want to talk about. As a matter of fact, I think that's going to be the next episode. I don't want to get into it too much here because there is a lot to say, and this is probably already going a little bit longer than I had intended. So I had failed, but it was that constructive criticism that I received and being willing to change how I did something that got me to this point where I'm sort of dialing in. I'm not sort of dialing in. I am dialing in. The process. And I think it's important for all of us to be open to changing how we do things, even if it's a process we think we have nailed, because there are always other opinions that are extremely valid. And when you're doing something, like I said, it can be very boring, but when you spend so much time and have so much familiarity with something, it's very easy to not be able to see outside of that. So sometimes it takes a failure to realize that you can make it better. And you have to be willing to make it better, though, which is the main thing, I think, to take away from this. So if there is something to take away from this, (laughs) how is this going to be useful? Back to that point. It's that I hope that you can take this failure of mine and the self-reflection here and apply it to something in your life whatever that is, because seeing something from a different perspective and being self-reflective and being willing to change, even those things that you know work well, can be a very good thing. So hopefully that was way more useful to you than me blabbering on for seven minutes about why I name a file a certain way or how to do this or blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So there you go. I was sort of scripted, sort of not, but I think it was good. And that, my friends, is the end of this episode. We have a really good topic for next week. I'm really excited. I'm probably going to record it right as soon as I hang up here. Anyway, if you like the podcast, please consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. And that's it for another episode. Talk to you later. Our podcast is edited by Mac McLaughlin and recorded, as always, right here at my desk.